Someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, 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 and oh, happy day to you. This is a day that God has made. We do rejoice, and we are glad to see another day, to be blessed to be on the air with you again. I have much to be thankful for. Uh, Chris, I know, is as, as thankful as I am today. Uh, we It's possible that we I could not have been here today because on the Mother's Day weekend, on Mother's Day exactly, um, I was involved in a car accident. Myself, my daughter, and my grandbaby were in the car. We were hit from behind on the freeway. Praise God, none of us were seriously injured, um, just some minor bumps and scrapes, um, just discomfort. And guess what? I am giving the Lord the praise. I am thanking God for protecting us, for watching over us, because I did feel, even at the time of the incident, that that attack was brought on because of the perseverance that we have, because we continue to profess the truth about God's Word, the truth about His power to set people free. We have been coming against unrighteousness in various situations, in various ways, and we are still here. <laughs> woo-hoo, woo-hoo-hoo. So I am able to continue what I've called, been called to do. I am here. My husband is behind the scenes. I'm not going to be able to let him do much talking tonight because guess what, people? Yes, I have another guest. I have another special guest. A few weeks ago, we had Linda Italiano. As a guest, she shared her very powerful testimony and her story about how God was able to set her free, not only from alcoholism, but also from same-sex attraction. She also attributed her deliverance to her pastor. Her pastor's name is Jamie Morgan. Well, guess what? What better way to follow up with Linda's story than to have her pastor, Pastor Jamie, join us tonight? 
So we're going to get both sides of that story. We're going to get Pastor Jamie's inside scoop on that story. So let me tell you a little bit about Pastor Jamie before I say hi to her and introduce her. Pastor is a wife, a mother, a mother-in-law, and a grandmother. She is also an ordained minister of the Assemblies of God and the lead pastor of Life Church and the Life House of Prayer in Wilmingstown, New Jersey. I know that there, well, I actually have her her book in front of me, and there's more that I could say about Pastor Jamie, but I am going to stop here, and I'm going to say hi to her, and I'm going to let her pick up and tell you more about herself. So, hello, Pastor Jamie. Can you hear me okay? I surely can. Hello, Minister Diane. It is such an honor to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. And I am so rejoicing and praising God for your safety in the accident that you and your family had. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for rejoicing and praying and praising with me. <laughs> I wonder where you are at the moment because my sound man is saying uh, sent me a note saying that you don't sound clear, that you're sounding um bad on the air. So are you in a good quiet solid place? I'm in a I'm in a Starbucks drinking a strawberry cream frappuccino. Did you move? Because uh, the the engineer no. said that you were sounding fine at first. No, I'm in the, I'm in the same spot. Hmm. Well, um, can you speak up a little louder? Maybe um, perhaps sure, that sure will help. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to. And 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 I'll have him uh, give me a cue if you sound any better, um, because sure. he's asking me if you're on a speakerphone or if you have a headset. No. And, uh, no. No. Okay. Okay, well, are you in an open area of Starbucks? Did I lose you? Hello? Hello? Yes. Oh, okay, I couldn't hear I'm you. I'm now standing outside. Am I, do I sound better now? You do to me. Okay, let me good. See, let me see what they say. Uh, much okay. better. Okay, good, good, good. 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 They say much better. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> All whatever right, then. Whatever we need to do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we got that squared away, pick up where I left yeah. off, share with our listeners whatever else you would like to say about your your background first. Like, um, sure. Um, I uh, came to the Lord when I was 26 years old. Um, I was uh, a raging alcoholic. I was agoraphobic, which means I couldn't leave my home. I was a prisoner in my own home from panic attacks and anxiety attacks. I suffered from severe depression. Uh, My husband would leave for work in the morning. I would be in bed with the covers over my head. And he'd come home from work at 5 o'clock at night, and I would be in bed with the covers over my head. And by the time uh, I was 26, I had come to the end of myself. Um, I thought, if 
I can't go on like this. I, I, I reached a place that we all need to reach, and that is to recognize our need for a Savior. And mm-hmm. I cried out to the Lord one night in my bedroom. No one had witnessed to me. No one had mm-hmm. presented the gospel to me. Wow. And I got on my knees, and I said, God, I said, I can't do this anymore. I don't know who you are. I don't know anything about the Bible. but I believe two things about you. Number one, I believe that you created me. And number two, I believe that if you created me, your plan for my life has got to be better than anything I can come up with. And I said Hmm. to him, I said, I give you my life. And in in that Hmm. moment, Diane, Hmm. God revealed Jesus to me. Hmm. It wasn't uh, what I call a bells and whistles experience. It wasn't a vision. I just mm-hmm. had a knowing in my knower that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and he wanted to be my Lord and Savior. So mm-hmm. I cried out to Jesus. I made him the Lord of my life. I asked him to forgive me of my sins. And mm-hmm. by the time I prayed the prayer uh, of, of dedicating my life and heart to him, I got up off my knees, and I had been instantly delivered from alcoholism, mm-hmm. from uh, fear, from depression, never again had a, a drink or, or a desire to take a drink. Um, I, 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 it felt like shackles had fallen mm. off of me, chains, a bondage had fallen off of me. I mm. felt light as a feather. And from that mm. point, I, I, I wasn't going to church anywhere. I knew nothing about churches. I started attending a local church uh, where I got discipled, and, and that's where, you know, I my Christian walk began, but it started in the upstairs bedroom in my house, me and God. Amazing. 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 We have talked a few times, but I didn't even get all of that. So I'm hearing some of that for the first time myself, and I am just amazed and praising the Lord. Isn't that powerful? I'll tell you, my life is it. I'm a walking miracle because I was the girl that sat in the back of the room because of anxiety attacks so I could make a quick exit. (laughs) Mm. And now I'm the Mm -hmm. girl that stands up at the pulpit every Sunday (laughs) where people are looking at me and preaching the gospel, and and I've been redeemed and rescued, and I get to have a part in helping people out of the pit that they're in. And so Mm. our God is a miracle-working God, and my life is a, a, a living testimony to his miracle-working power, and he's no respecter of persons. What he has done for me, he will do for anyone listening. Mm, mm, mm. Amen, amen, amen. How did this How did this sudden transformation and this encounter with God impact your family at the time? Was, well, was there anybody my else husband in and family? I, our, okay. our house was party central. Before oh. I was saved, because I was the alcoholic, and I was uh-huh. the, I was the one with the lampshade on my head, uh, mm. acting like a silly fool, and he he was the drug dealer, and mm. so our house uh, every weekend was was party central. I get saved, and all of a sudden we we start losing our friends. My husband is still was still in that same lifestyle of party the party lifestyle, and I wasn't, and so for two years. Mm. Uh, I, I, we lost one friend after the next, and I believed God for his salvation. 
and and mm-hmm. then two years after I was saved, um, I, I drug my husband to church one Sunday, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kicking and screaming the entire way. And, you're gonna uh, you're gonna hear music in a few seconds. Don't be alarmed. Sure. You got about thirty he seconds. Needed, okay. He needed um, uh, knee surgery, and he was uh-huh. instantly healed. And wow. God proved Himself strong to him, and that's how he got saved. He was healed, wow. and then he was saved. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right, people, we've gotten off to a great start. Get your tea. Get your beverage. We're coming back after the break with more from Pastor Jamie Morgan. Amen. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I am back. I am sipping pineapple something tea. It's really, really good. I know Pastor Jamie has got something warm and keeping her cozy. So we are going to continue with this very powerful story. 
Pastor Jamie has just told us how she believed God for her husband's salvation only after two years of being saved herself. He, the Lord, heals her husband from the need to have knee surgery, and now they're both saved at this point. So lead us into how did you go from being saved being becoming a Christian to becoming a pastor. That's a big, big difference. That is a big difference, Minister Diane. Um, when I first got saved, uh, I was what I call radically saved, and I believe that's the only kind of saved that we should be. Mm-hmm. I completely left the world behind, and mm-hmm. I ran into God's arms, and I've been running, running into his arms every day since. I've been saved for 26 years now. When I first got saved, I I knew, I I just knew that I was called to full-time ministry, but, you know, didn't necessarily know how to articulate it, um, didn't know what that was going to look like. And so I just began as a new Christian, a newer Christian, just serving God in the local church. I can't stress how important that is. If they asked me to sweep the floor, I swept the floor like I was sweeping the streets of gold. <laughs> if they asked me to make cupcakes, I uh-huh. made cupcakes like I was making them for Jesus. Amen. If they asked me to clean the church, as I was cleaning the church, I would pray for the people that would be sitting in those pews or the children sitting around the children's church, you know, table. I I began to serve, and God began teaching me faithfulness. He began developing within me a servant's heart. He, mm. he, he taught me how to walk in love. He taught me how to warfare in the spirit. Mm. He taught me how to walk by faith. And it was mm-hmm. in those little things. Sometimes people are looking for the, 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 the big open door. Well, that's mm-hmm. when I'm going to start really giving myself to serving God. And that's when I'm going to be in ministry. But I'm telling you, you're in ministry the day that you get saved. Amen. And when you start serving in the local church, I would ask my pastor, Pastor, what do you need done? Mm-hmm. And whatever mm-hmm. it was, whether it was in my skill set or not, I would do it. And I would mm-hmm. do it with all of my heart. But uh, as I began growing, my pastor and others began recognizing within me teaching gifts, preaching gifts, shepherding gifts, and I started taking uh, Berean School of the Bible courses, which is the Assemblies of God Correspondence Bible School. I was mm-hmm. an accountant by trade, and mm. now I was had I had to train I had to get training to to for the ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one day, my pastor uh, called me. My pastor is also the presbyter, which means he was in charge of like all the churches in South Jersey, twenty four, twenty five Assemblies of God churches. And he said, there's a church in Williamstown, New Jersey, that the pastor of that church left, and we need to fill the pulpit this Sunday. Would you do it? And I said, sure, I'd be honored. So I went, mm-hmm. I preached the sermon, and one thing led to another, and the, <laughs> the church asked me to be the interim pastor. Mm-hmm, so for mm-hmm. six months, I served as the interim pastor. Mm-hmm. And then the day came when the church went to the district and said, we believe that Pastor Jamie Morgan is supposed to be our senior pastor. And the mm. district said, we, we believe that too. And so I, nine years ago, I became the pastor of Life Church, 
And um, it's been one of the greatest joys of my life. It's also been the hardest work of my life. <laughs> Anyone that says that ministry is not hard work is either not called or lying. <laughs> I agree. Uh, as, as, as I as I said um, when we began, uh, God rescued me out of the pit that I was in, mm-hmm. and now I get to be uh, a mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. rescuing others out of the of the of the pit that they're in and pointing them to the Savior. And yes, so it yes. is. Uh, uh, since then, I have my I obtained my master's degree from Oral Roberts University, and I'm now mm-hmm. attending the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary for my doctorate. So yes. um, God has done an amazing work. They gave the church that I began to pastor, Life Church, had 12 people. It was a hurting church. It was a what the Assemblies of God calls a church revitalization. Mm. It was it had been there for 60 years, and it was dead as a doornail. Mm, mm, and uh, mm, now we have mm. over 200 regular attenders. We have two services every Sunday morning. Um, God has breathed new life into our church, mm, and mm, uh, mm. it's been an exciting adventure. There is no other adventure on the face of this earth than serving mm. the Lord, than walking by faith and winning souls. Amen, amen, amen. I, oh, man, I could get up and I could start chatting and <laughs> praising God right now. I I continue to feel, I was impressed the first time that I talked to you, but I continue to feel your passion and your love, not only for Christ, but for souls, for others. Yes. I continue to feel that in you, and I just the, praise the God for that. God is soul. I mean, if you hear God's heart beating, it would be soul, soul. Soul, and uh, God, I, we're we're all called to be soul winners, and that I get to do this full time. I'm I'm living the dream, Minister Diane. I'm living the dream. Mm. Mm. Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! We need more of you. <laughs> <laughs> the harvest is ripe. <laughs> yes. But Lord, send us more laborers yes. with that same passion. That reminds me, and I wasn't p- planning on talking about this, but it reminds me of myself because my daughter told me when the Lord restored me, she said it was like she, to her, it was like I had ran and jumped off a cliff <laughs> because it was like all or nothing. You know, she saw yes. such a radical change in me that it was like all or nothing, and it was like... I'm going to jump off this cliff, and Lord, you have to catch me because I have nothing else. I'm giving you yes. my all, and that's I hear that, that, that same was, that was kind me. of that was me abandon. Well. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> and it's so important that when we come to Christ, that we abandon ourselves. Yes, that we yes. abandon our will. You know that we say yes to God's will, so that He can yeah, do many, the type many of people amazing. get saved and they want to add Jesus. On to their life for a life improvement uh, as an mm-hmm. accessory to improve their lives, like Karen yes. carries her chihuahua. They want to yes, carry yes. Jesus around like that. Well, yes. that's not. We, we are dead. The Bible says that it is not I that lives; it is Christ that lives within me. And yes. so we yes. are dead people walking, and Jesus is living through us, and that's how we have to live the Christian walk. Amen. Amen. Oh, I think we could stay here, but we <laughs> we we could stay there. <laughs> but since since your story is an adjunct to Miss Linda's story, 
maybe this is a good time for you to tell us how you met Linda. How did Linda meet you? I um, there was a, a, a her brother was attending our church at the time, and her brother mm-hmm. had told me that he had a sister that I had never met, and and as soon as he started talking about his sister Linda, uh, he made reference to her. I just immediately got a heart for I knew that she was lost, and I knew that mm-hmm. um, that I was supposed to minister to her. And so mm-hmm. her brother would have like a barbecue at his house or a graduation party or something. And I'd go and I'd say, where's your sister? Is your sister here? And he'd say, no, no, she's not here. She wasn't able to come. And each time I would look for her, you know, at, mm-hmm. at, his, at his gathering. And this yes, one particular yes. gathering, I said, is your sister Linda going to be here? And he mm-hmm. said, yes, I think she's coming. And she did. She came mm-hmm. to that particular gathering. And uh, now, now, said, now, hold up, hold up, hold up. Jamie. I have to ask you this right here now, because this is so different to people. You were not at church at that time. No, I was at a a backyard barbecue. At a backyard barbecue, praise God. And through that, through you connecting with someone else, through you connecting with the people that were attending your church, God opened the door of opportunity. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen. So... Okay, I want people to hear that. So I met her at this barbecue, and and I invited her to come sit next to me, and she was very leery, and she said, I don't like being around people, but I'll give you 10 minutes, she said. (laughs) And I thought, well, God can do a lot in 10 minutes. (laughs) And so I just just, struck up a conversation with her, small talk, just showing her the love of Christ. And then we had had a, a women's event at our church. And I invited her to the women's event. Yes, I told her, you know, yes. you come sit with me, sit at my table. And she came. I Aww. just kept showing her the love of God. Praise and God. at the women's event, is the Lord really encountered her there. She Praise had never God. been in a praise and worship service. She had never experienced the power of God. You know, God's power will accost you, will accost yes. us. Yes, yes, and, yes. And we're never, you, it's undeniable. We'll never be the same after that. And yes. uh, then, then she started coming to church, and uh, I still didn't know the um, the homosexual lifestyle that she was living. Um, she just came to church, and we just loved on her. You know, we just, we, like we do everyone that walks through the door of our church. Our church is, is open to, to anyone that walks through the doors. We will show them the love of Christ. And, um, and Sunday after Sunday, I would see her sitting in the pew, and she would be crying, not crying tears of sorrow, but crying tears of, of joy, crying tears of healing, you know, just a, just that God was just doing a, a work, and, you know, she describes it. She We're describes coming up on the break, to... Pastor. Hold yeah. that thought. We're coming Short up on the, the music. <laughs> Unfortunately, we got to take a break in Short thing. a few seconds. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. <laughs> tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. 
a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I'm back, people, and I have a very special guest, Pastor Jamie Morgan, with me. <clears throat> and, um, Pastor, I am just, um, I am still rejoicing because I think of one of the books that we had to read during our curriculum. Um, my husband and I also have been going through training through the Assemblies of God, and one of the books that stood out to me the most was The Contagious Christian. Yeah, and yes, what you have yes. just described, you know, that book really spoke to me. It reignited a fire within me, and what you oh, have described God. just, you know, just just spells that out so perfectly. How wow. religion doesn't reach people, but no. relationship does. Relationship right. does, and love That's does. Right. Love That's does. Right. So. Continue. You were saying how you would see her sitting and she would be weeping uh, and crying. Right. Um, and, and take and a, she take would it come week there. after week. And, and I encouraged her. We have uh, life groups on varying topics at our church, and I encouraged her to join a life group. And she happened to join the life group. Um, uh, John Bevere, The Bait of Satan, which is about unforgiveness and offense. Mm-hmm. And she joined that group uh, at someone's home in our church, and and she 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 liked the fellowship. She she liked studying the Bible. And one day, one night at the life group that she attended, the subject of homosexuality came up, and mm-hmm. someone made reference to the fact that it wasn't of God, mm-hmm. that it was a sin, that it needs mm-hmm. to be repented of, and mm-hmm. she got offended. There she was mm-hmm. in the bait of Satan. <laughs> How not to get mm-hmm. offended group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she got offended. <laughs> of and, course. And she uh-huh. made an appointment to see Pastor Jamie, to see me. She called my uh-huh. secretary and she says, I want to see Pastor Jamie. She calls it the deal breaker conversation that she had with uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. And she came into my office and sat down and she said, I want you to know that I am a lesbian. Uh-huh. And I'm not leaving that lifestyle. 
Uh, I want to keep coming to church. What is the truth? What does the Bible have to say about this? Mm -hmm. And she she told me she had her mind made up that if I had said that it was a sin, uh, that she was going to walk out of the church and never come back, and that she was Mm going to find a wife, someone to marry. She was going to go on Match.com and find a wife. Okay. That was plan, that was plan <laughs> B. That's what she said. That was plan B. She was pretty We opened the scriptures. I showed her what the Word of God had to say, mm-hmm. that marriage, the biblical definition of marriage is between yes. one man and yes. one woman. Yes. That anything else, any, any sex outside of marriage, whether it's fornication, heterosexual fornication, adultery, yes. uh, pedophilia, homosexuality, yes. Any sex outside of marriage is not yes. in God's plan and needs to be mm-hmm. repented of. Mm-hmm. And I showed her the scriptures, and, and she listened. She listened very, very respectfully. And uh, she, she left the office um, not knowing, like, confused, because she had made up her mind she was going to be this way forever. She thought she was born that way. She argued with, she said, but I was born this way. I said, no, you were not born that way. Mm-hmm, I said, that mm-hmm. is a lie from the enemy. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the enemy has perverted that which God has intended. God intended yes. sex to be in marriage between a man and a woman. Yes. And, um, and she said, but, but what, if, what, if, what if I have a genetic defect? What if my, I said, are you fighting for the right? To be genetically defective. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> please let me, please let me be genetically defective. I said, no, you're not genetically defective. You mm-hmm. are in sin. As I was in sin. Yes. When I came to the Lord, you know, and as we all, we all need a Savior. Yes, yes. And we all need to repent of whatever sin that we happen to be in. Yes. And so um, about, she said about two, for about two weeks, she kind of wrestled. With what I with, with what I gave her was what I told her, but she came to the place about two weeks after that quote unquote deal breaker meeting that she said, you know, I wanted the truth my entire life. I have been searching for mm, the truth, mm, mm-hmm, and I wanted mm-hmm. the truth, not what I wanted to hear, but mm-hmm, I wanted mm-hmm. the truth. And I knew that if any adjusting had to take place, it wasn't. God to me, to please me. I didn't want them to tell me what I wanted to hear to make me stay. I wanted the truth. I knew that if any fighter was just, it had to be me to God, not God to me. Right, and right. And so she said, I, I came to the point where I, I wanted the truth, I received it, and I took it on. I decided yes. I was going to line my life up with the truth. Yes, And yes, she repented yes. of homosexuality. Um, mm-hmm. she had to break relationships that were in her life. Mm-hmm. The only friends that she had in her life were mm-hmm. lesbians. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. kept coming to the door, <laughs> and she mm-hmm. had to say, I serve Jesus now. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. have to make some hard decisions when we That's come right. to the Lord. That's right. If we're drug addicts, we need to not call our drug dealers anymore. <laughs> right. We need right. to delete their numbers out of our phones. And she Amen. had to do that with the friendships that were in her life mm-hmm. um, because they were discouraging her. They were giving her lists of churches that were, oh, quote, unquote, open and affirming. Right, right, Meaning right. Meaning that mm-hmm. churches mm-hmm. that say it's okay to be gay, it's okay, it's not a sin, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter mm-hmm. how what, mm-hmm. let's you want to leave, God loves you anyway. Well, God, God loves you just the way you are. Mm-hmm, but he loves mm-hmm, you too mm-hmm. much to leave you that way. That's right. 
That's right. And, and so he knew that in order to, to have a victorious walk with the Lord, she had to make some decisions. Because who we hang out with today is who will be next year. The mm-hmm, Bible says, mm-hmm. do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. That's right. So when God That's tells right. us not to be deceived, it's an area that we can easily be deceived in. And I can hang around with someone that uh, is in sin and it not rub off on me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so she made some hard decisions, but she made them. And yes. we we continued to love her and mm-hmm. continued to pray for her. She went through um, through counseling and through some deliverance and mm-hmm. her healing ministry. And um, she is completely and totally free from sexual sin and uh, lives uh, a lifestyle before the Lord that uh, she... If God wants her to marry a man one day, you know, he'll bring him into her life. But mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. content with serving Jesus. Amen. 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 Wow. Wow. We There's so much I would love to just get into about what you just said. But I, the thing that's stirring in me right now is I want you to talk about deliverance because yes. I have addressed that multiple times on this program. I address it in my book <clears throat> about overcoming sexual abuse. So describe right. to us what what do you mean when you say she went through some deliverance? Describe Well, you know, the Bible the Bible says do not give the enemy a foothold. Mhm. And and before we came to the Lord, we all gave the enemy a foothold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we opened the mm-hmm. door to the enemy. Uh, by sin, by sinning. Uh, right. Then, uh, so when 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 someone goes through deliverance, um, they they renounce, they renounce verbally, renounce uh, mm-hmm. sins in their lives. Um, the, the 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 enemy is taken authority over and, and cast out of that person uh, in whatever way, any demonic spirit. Um, they um, when 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 there's sex outside of marriage, any any heterosexual, homosexual, any sex outside of marriage, there's what it's called a soul tie. Mm-hmm. That you're, 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 there's a soul tie to that person. Yep. Mm-hmm. And those soul mm-hmm. ties have to be broken. And so there's mm-hmm. in the pres- and any, any unforgiveness the person has, any, any bitterness, you know, they, they, they get rid of. Uh, also, also, you know, sin wounds. Mm-hmm. Our own mm-hmm. sin wounds us, sin leads to death. And our own sin wounds us, and and when other people sin against us, that wounds us. And, yes. And we we're, we're these we're these hurting people that our our spiritual heart is 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 filled with soul wounds, mm-hmm. and they have to be healed. And yes. so through yes. that deliverance and through our healing ministry, you know, we ask the Lord to reach His loving, healing hand into our spiritual heart and perform spiritual heart surgery mm-hmm, to close mm-hmm. those open wounds, to mm-hmm, smooth over mm-hmm. any hard places or, or, or scar tissue in our heart, to, to tear down any walls that we have maybe built up uh, to protect ourselves from future hurt, to take out any roots or seeds of bitterness, the things that, you know, uh, that happen as we, as we are sinning or as we're being sinned against. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, oftentimes we recommend that a new Christian goes through that process that we, we label as deliverance, but that yes. they go through that process of cleansing. It's cleansing. Yes. It's getting rid mm-hmm. of, it's closing the doors <clears throat> to the enemy that we have opened. Yes, yes, yes. Because I if we it. keep them open, the enemy still has access. Yes. I find, you know, I'm I'm so excited as I listen to you because... 
when I began to do my show, I have I found that in the circles that we were in, because we haven't always been Assemblies of God. I grew up uh-huh. Church of God in Christ. I've I've been involved with Baptist ministries, but over the 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 years since we've been restored, we have we don't hear many yeah. ministries teaching about these things. This is right. this is how I grew up in the church, actually. But we don't right. hear much about the need for deliverance anymore. Yes, yes. What are your thoughts yes. about that? We've got My like two minutes. To, to have, to have a, a biblical ministry, we model mm-hmm. our ministries after Jesus. And yes. what did Jesus do? He healed, yes. he taught, he preached, he cast out demons. Casting out yes. demons and deliverance yes. were our normal Christianity. If you look yes. through the book of Acts, they went through casting out demons. It's normal Christianity. And so if we want that biblical ministry, we're going to model our ministry after the ministry of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, we've got to hook up, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. This is, this is, and I, I have, I've heard, I've said that same thing to people. Jesus was our greatest example. Yes. yes <laughs> Why are people trying to re- reinvent the wheel? Why are we trying right. to come up? Programs are well and good, but without right. the power of the Holy Spirit, without right. the evidence and the power of the Holy Spirit and the right. power to set free, heal the yes. sick, you know, the Lord came not only to give us salvation, but to mend the brokenhearted. That's, That's right. The theme of what we do. But That's right. That's right. I'm going to calm myself down. <laughs> I, I stood up on that one, Pastor Jamie. I had to sit myself back down in the chair. <laughs> and what we will do is we'll take the last segment to talk about any other things that are on your heart, how sure. people can get your book, so forth and so sure. on. So the music is coming, okay? All right. Thank you. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page, amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. 
Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Duggynet.com. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, this is the last segment of the hour. I am talking with Pastor Jamie Morgan. I am looking at Pastor's book, The Life House of Prayer and the Story of 24-7 Prayer. And I remember as I read through the book that um, when you when the Lord began to deal with you about this, as as usually as as usually the case, you faced opposition. Yes. You face opposition. Yes. Well, right, right. I was, uh, the church had given me uh, a birthday gift for my 50th birthday of a trip to Israel. And it was in March of 2014. I was walking through the streets of Jerusalem with a, a tour group of 27 Assemblies of God pastors. And all of a sudden, I heard the Muslim call to prayer come forth mm-hmm. from loudspeakers mm-hmm. all over old city Jerusalem. And in my spirit, my spirit was sick inside. It was grieved. And I looked around the tour group and I, I, to see if they were having the same reaction. And I could tell they, they weren't. They were touring. We were all touring. We're looking around. And I, for them, it was, it was like how you hear a fire engine in the distance. You hear it, but you don't pay attention to it. And I, could, I knew in that moment that God was, was letting me not just hear the Muslim call to prayer with my physical ears, but he was letting me hear it with this, my spiritual ears. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, why am I having this reaction? And, and he said, um, I am calling you, and as I am many leaders around the world, and your church, as I am many churches around the world, to call the church back to the place of prayer. And he said, what the Muslims call the call to prayer, I call the call to death. And mm-hmm. I am raising up churches houses of prayer around the world to contend with the demonic forces that are released through through mm. these false religions, mm-hmm, such mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. Islam. And mm-hmm, so then mm-hmm. the tour group continued to uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, we were, again, we're a tour group. We're taking, take my picture by the rock, take my picture in the garden. You know, we're just taking pictures. And the Lord encountered me again. And he said, 
when Jesus needed the prayers of his disciples the most. They were, mm. and we know the story, they were asleep to pray. Yes, yes. They fell mm-hmm. asleep. And he said, when I need my church, capital C, praying the most, we're in the last days. And when I need my church, capital C, praying the most, my church is asleep to prayer. And he repeated mm. the same mandate. I'm calling you and, and your church. I'm calling you to call the church back to the place of prayer. And mm. so I went back home. And I said, wow, Lord, how, how do I do this? And he instructed me to raise up a, a 24-7 house of prayer um, where we have one-hour time slots. We have two individual prayer rooms. We have a corporate prayer room. And that's kind of what my, my book talks about. My book talks about the history of 24-7 prayer. And it yes. talks about, you know, how my, the Life House of Prayer is set up. You can, if anybody wants a copy of it, it's, you can go on our church website, lifeishere.org. You can shoot us an email, and we can let you know how to get a copy of it. But um, we have, uh, we have a, uh, 24-7, we have seasons of 24-7 prayer. Uh, we just had one uh, last month where we, we covered all 24 hours, and and we, we asked God just to rain his healing power down upon our nation. Uh, the season before that of 24-7 prayer, we each signed up for a one-hour time slot and one of the states of our, of our country. So, for example, I had the state of Utah, and mm. I asked God for one hour. I prayed for the people mm. in Utah. I asked for the salvation of every person in Utah. Yes. I asked God to send revival to the churches. I asked God for a prayer awakening. We, so we covered the whole nation of state by state with prayer, asking God to send his revival fire to that state and to wake up Christians. The Christians yes. would have the holy yes. boldness and yes. the courage to stand up for righteousness, no matter how difficult or hard it is, and to get on their knees in prayer, as you had made reference to before. Programs are great. But the day that we started relying on man's programs and man's systems and pastor yes. seminars that tell us how to do church mm-hmm. and stopped relying on the power of prayer, that's the day we got in trouble. Yes, yes. And so my yes. call is to to raise up a 24-7 house of prayer. We're not at 24-7 prayer. Yes, we will be one day, but we're not yet. We're, we're going in that direction. And to call pastors and churches back to the place of prayer. So that's a mandate, an additional mantle that God has placed on my life, in addition to pastoring the lo- my local church, that he's called me to this, to this as well. Amen. Amen. People, please hear the cry. Hear the call. If what Pastor Jamie is saying is stirring your heart, yield to the Lord. <clears throat> Begin to seek the Lord. Ask him what he would have you do in your local assembly, in your own home, in whatever way he gives it to you. Begin to seek him about that. Tell us what else is on your heart, Pastor. I I wanted to to make reference, uh, kind of going back to Linda's story again, from a pastor's perspective, I would love to just talk to pastors for a second. Because Mm -hmm. pastors are not addressing the sin of homosexuality, by and large. They're afraid to. They're afraid mm-hmm. people will leave their churches, and and they say, "Well, I'm just going to love everybody, and uh, I, I'm I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm just going to table that topic. And if anybody asks me in private, you know, I'll tell them. But they are doing their churches a grave disservice. I want pastors to know that they don't have to choose between truth and love. That mm-hmm. they can love people 
yes, and also yes. to give them the truth. And Linda is a testimony to that. We loved her. We never judged her. We didn't give her the left foot of fellowship. We didn't make her feel peculiar or odd or and you know weirdo or anything like that. We loved her, and she attests to that that she only got love, but she also only got the truth. Yes, yes. And it would be it, we are doing our people a grave disservice when we don't address certain kinds of sins because it's not popular, because it's not politically correct, or it's not culturally relevant. We are sending people into an eternity of hell, and we, yes. as pastors, will have the blood of our people on our hands. Amen. If we don't address every type of sin. That's right. Said, sin stinks in the nostrils of God. All sin. Yes. And we need to come. We need to preach against sin and and stand for righteousness. Yes. And we're yes. living in a church age where we want and with the pink fluffy sermons and feel good messages and don't offend anybody. Jesus offended people everywhere he yes, went. Yes, yes, he, he did. Clear a room and did. Yes. In John chapter six, verse sixty-six, it talks about how a whole Jesus had given a hard teaching. And it said a whole group of people stopped following him. And yes. he looked at the 12 disciples, and he said, are you going to? Yes. Are yes. you going to? Yes. He didn't chase after them. He said, are you going to? He offended the truth. The truth will cause conflict yes. until we come into agreement with it. Amen. And I just want to, I just, my heart is for pastors to stand up and boldly preach an uncompromised gospel. Yes, because yes, the yes. eternity of the people that sit before us is at stake, yes. and we need to see it squarely the way it is, mm. or else mm. we will be held accountable. So I just want them to know they can love, 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 but also speak truth, 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 truth. And it's the most loving thing to give someone the truth on any matter. And yes. we have a whole congregation full of people that, that have uh, people in, in the homosexual sin in their lives. Some it's their children. Some it's their coworkers. Some it's a cousin. Some it's just the person on the sitcom. And they don't know. They don't. The people in our churches don't know what the truth is. Right. And right, they, right. if we don't tell them the truth, they will go along with what the world tells them because yes. of our silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we need to speak forth the truth on every matter, the full mm. counsel of God. And not, yes. ju and not hide certain things or water certain things down because it's not culturally relevant or Amen. because it's not politically correct. So Amen. pastors, truth and love. Truth and love. As the book of Jeremiah tells, says that the blood of the people will be on your hands if you do not speak the truth to them. If they do wrong anyway, that's on them. But we yes. must speak the truth. Amen. Amen, amen. I couldn't have said it better. I will add and implore you that are listening, if you struggle with telling the truth, it may be because you have sin and bondage in your own life. That's it may true. be the case. That might be why you are not comfortable coming forward and being used of God as you are called to be used of God. So I adjure and implore you to give that to the Lord. Confess yes. that to the Lord. Get yourself right with Christ. He will set you free so that you can run this race 
with fear and trembling and do what it is that we are mandated to do. Yes. This is our mandate. If you profess to be a minister of the gospel, if you profess to be a reverend, if you profess to be a teacher, anything of that nature, this is what we are called to do. Amen? Yes. This Amen. Is what we're called Amen, to do. Minister Diane. Amen. <laughs> so um, we only have a minute left. I, I know that I would like the opportunity for you to come back. Don't know exactly how soon, but please consider coming back on I our show. I surely will. I truly consider it an honor to have been asked to be on today's show. And I would uh, love to be on any future broadcast that you felt the Lord uh, would want me, me to be on. Any opportunity that I have to to uh, share my testimony and to speak the truth of God's Word, I, I take. So thank you, Minister Diane, for pushing through everything that you have to push through and being everything for God in order to produce this show, because this show is saving people's lives. Praise God. Praise God. And on that note, we just say amen and amen. (laughs) Until next time, people. That should be next week. All right. Good night.